السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك إن الحمد لله حمدا يليق بجلال وجهه وعظيم سلطانه اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم وإياي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله تقوى الله الذي لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها وأحسن يرحمكم الله إن رحمة الله قريب من المحسنين All praise belongs to Allah, the generous, the most merciful, the most exalted, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship save Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, one without partner the creator of the heavens and the earth, and the one who continuously sustains everything in creation and provides for us, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we bear witness that the most noble of all creation, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's beloved, is our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, who was sent to all peoples in the east and west, and was sent as a mercy to the worlds to bring guidance and to bring nobility and dignity to creation to those who are accountable before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah send his most sublime peace and blessings upon the noblest of creation, our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and upon his purified household and noble companions and all who follow in their footsteps until the day that we meet our Lord Ameen, and may Allah include us among them and with them through His grace and mercy. Ameen. My beloved community, elders, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the cornerstones of taqwa is putting honorable things in the right place and understanding dishonorable and base things and putting those things in their right places as well. And the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, he came to teach us everything that is honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so, so that we could attain honor and attain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's good pleasure through seeking those things. And he also showed us all of those things that are loathsome in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we could protect ourselves from those things. And one of the greatest ways for us to appreciate that and to realize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favor upon us, and to really be able 
to have reverence for those things that are exalted by Allah and have a distaste for those things that are distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is understanding the rank of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And in reality, we'll never fully understand his rank because he is far above and beyond all of creation. Salawatullahi wa salamu But Allah Jalla Jalalu gave him these khususiyat, these unique distinctions, these honors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon him that no one else had and no one else will have so that we as members of his ummah could have that honor by extension and that we could also have the proper framework and mindset so that we could seek those things that are beloved to Allah. We understand what Allah has given us and that gives us the strength to overcome our nufus and to overcome the delusions of the shaitan and the dunya so that we choose what is beloved to Allah. Those things that are really pure and beautiful in the sight of Allah and even those things that the nafs might incline towards, we realize how base they are. And we follow the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. I wanted to share a few of these khasa'is and actually, inshallah, in the upcoming days in the series that is uh, focused on the Prophet ﷺ that is being offered online, Shaykh Yahya will be covering, inshallah, the khasa'is, these qualities and distinctions given to the Prophet ﷺ. So those are videos that we should watch uh, ourselves and with our families and children, preferably as well. But this is just a taste of what is to come, inshallah ta'ala, and something to open up our inner sight to understanding things and putting them in their proper places. In a hadith narrated by Imam al-Tirmidhi an Ibn Umar radiyallahu anhu ma qal, qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ana awwalu man tanshaqu anhu al-ard. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I am the first for whom the earth will split open for the resurrection. Thumma Abu Bakr, Thumma Umar. Then Abu Bakr and then Umar. Radiallahu anhum. Those who are given the honor of being buried in the same earth as the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And one of the things that we know is that you are buried in the earth from which your bodily composition was created from. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhum they were created from the same composition as Allah's Messenger, although his reality is far above and beyond, but we know their honor and their distinction. Then the Prophet ﷺ continues, Then I will come to the people of Baqir, those buried in this most noble cemetery in Medina. And they will be gathered with me and resurrected immediately with the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Which is why Imam Malik, he would never leave Medina unless it was to go on Hajj. Outside of that, he would not allow anything to take him out of Medina so that he could, to the best of his ability, guarantee that he would be buried in Medina. And be with the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on the day of resurrection. The hadith goes on, ثُمَّ أَنْتَظِرُ أَهْلَ مَكَّةَ 
Then I will wait for the people of Mecca. And in another hadith, they will be led by Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha wa ardaha. The people in Al-Ma'la will be resurrected with her and she will be reunited with Allah's messenger. And they will be in the safest place on the day of resurrection. And they will be gathered between the two holy cities of Mecca and Medina. And Imam al-Tirmidhi says that this hadith is Hassan Sahih. That this hadith is of a wonderful, beautiful level of authenticity. And we should take great comfort in that. Another hadith by Sayyidina Anas narrates radiallahu anhu wa arda, that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, I am the first to exit when people are resurrected. I will be the first to emerge. Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Wa ana qa'iduhum idha wafadu. And I will be their leader when they are brought in groups and delegations. Wa ana khatibuhum idha ansatu. And I am the one who will speak when they are silent. Wa ana mustashfi'uhum idha hubisu. And I will be the one to intercede for them when they are confined and when they are imprisoned. Wa ana mumashiruhum idha ayasu. And I am the one who will give them glad tidings when they lose hope. Imagine that. It's beautiful that the Messenger of Allah will console people on the day of resurrection when they lose hope. He is Al Bashir and Nadir, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Listen to this. I want all of us, young and old, to listen to this. Al Karamatu wal Mafatihu yawma'idhin biyadi. Nobility and the keys on that day will be in my hand. I will be the possessor of nobility. And al-mafatih, I'm sure the ulama have a commentary on what are these keys. But let us keep it majhul for now because it's beyond what we can possibly imagine. What are the keys that he will be holding, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam? He continues, hamd biyadi, And the banner of praise on that day will be in my hand. And I am the most honored of humanity with my Lord. That a thousand servants will be circling around me on that day. And each of them will be like a pearl shining with radiance. Look at the honor that Allah gives Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa on that day. So when the shaitan comes with his deceptions, when our nafs inclines towards something, we realize, do we want to miss out on this? What opportunity has Allah given us? Whose ummah are we in? Where has Allah placed us among all of the most noble of prophets and messengers, the best guides and callers to Allah? Allah placed us in the ummah of his beloved sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Should we not be grateful? Should we not rejoice in this blessing? Should we not reflect deeply on Allah's favors upon us? These are beautiful ahadith. We'll continue. Al-Hakim and Al-Tabarani, they narrate a hadith from Abi Huraira radiallahu anhu. That the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, That the Prophets will be resurrected and gathered on that day on riding steeds. 
that they will be on a beast that they will ride. And the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, And I will be riding the Buraq. La ilaha illallah. We didn't see the Prophet riding the Buraq on Laylat al-Isra wa al-Mi'raj, but inshallah we'll see him riding the Buraq on Yawm al-Qiyamah. And what a beautiful sight that will be. The most honored of prophets among the, on top of the most honored of steeds. And Bilal, radiallahu anhu wa arda, who's not from the prophets, obviously, but he will also be given a special honor that he will be gathered and he will be riding a camel from the camels of paradise. And Bilal on that day will call out with the adhan, absolutely, and the two testimonies of, tr of faith, truthfully. That when he comes on that day, the day of resurrection, and he calls out the adhan, and he says, That all of the believers from the first peoples and the last peoples will bear witness to the truthfulness of that statement. And this will be a day that even those who denied that statement in this world, they can no longer deny it will be clear as day who the Messenger of Allah is, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, and our Lord and His oneness and believing in Him, nothing can be denied. And in another riwayah, فَإِذَا سَمِعَتِ الْأَنْبِيَاءُ وَأُمَمُهَا When the Prophets and their Ummas hear the Adhan, when they hear, أَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ قَالُوا نَحْنُ نَشْهَدُ عَلَى ذَلِكَ that the prophets and their ummas will also say, and we bear witness to that as well. What a day when the disbelievers will be in chaos and distress and fear. The believers will be in a state of rejoice and seeing the favors that Allah will shower upon the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and that the messenger of Allah will be given a, a, a chair, a seat, of honor on the right side of Allah's throne. And all of creation will wish that they had that level of honor, and it is distinctly and uniquely for the Prophet Muhammad alone. This is not a hadith, but this is Ka'b al-Ahbar, one of the tabi'een, who was very knowledgeable of the previous scriptures. He once visited as Sayyida Aisha, so they started talking about the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Sahaba loved to do that as well, and the Tabi'een. So then Ka'b al-Ahbar, he said, مَا مِن فَجْرٍ يَطْلَعْ إِلَّا نَزَلَ سَبْعُونَ أَلْفًا مِنَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ Every Fajr, every morning, there are 70,000 angels that descend. حَتَّى يَحُفُّونَ بِالْقَبْرِ And they surround the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's noble, his noble resting place, his grave. They flap their wings out of honor. And they send blessings upon the Prophet until nightfall takes place. They ascend back to the heavens and 70,000 other angels come down at night. And they do the same thing. They surround the Prophet's grave and they send salawat upon him kind of like a mawlid with the angels every single, twice a day, 70,000 in the morning and in the evening. 
And that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala designated them for, to show us the honor of Sayyiduna Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And this takes place, as Ka'b al-Ahbar says, every morning and every evening, hatta idha inshaqqat anhu al-ard, until the day of resurrection, when the earth opens for him. خرج في سبعين ألفا من الملائكة يوقرونه صلى الله عليه وسلم. He will resurrect and be surrounded by seventy thousand angels who revere him and respect him, who will treat him with the utmost honor. صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. I'll end with one more hadith, inshallah, which is another of the occurrences that take place on the day of resurrection. That the Prophet said, Every Prophet has a special dua that is answered in a unique way that Allah gives them. And I wanted to preserve my dua. For the akhirah as a shafa'ah in order to intercede on behalf of my ummah. The Prophet ﷺ was given that dua and he said, Oh Allah, I want to preserve this dua for the day of resurrection so that I can use it to intercede on behalf of my ummah. And he will be the one for it, sallam. When everyone is saying nafsi, nafsi, he will be saying ummati, ummati. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. And as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam informed us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he created mercy, he put it into 100 portions. And one portion of mercy was brought down into the life of this world. And from that one portion of mercy, the mother takes care of the child. People treat one another with compassion and forgiveness. And then that, those 99 mercies are reserved for the day of resurrection and they will be distributed perfectly. And the greatest manifestation of that is the shafa'ah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. As Sayyid Muhammad Alawi al-Maliki rahimahullah, he talks about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's shafa'ah and that the intercession in general is of five categories. The first category is a shafa'ah of being given reprieve and comfort from the terror of the day of resurrection. The beginning of that day with the sun very close and everyone will be in such a state that the Prophet ﷺ will intercede on behalf of all and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant them some comfort from those calamities and terrors and they will be given that. The second category is is entering a group into paradise without any reckoning, without any account. That there will be a group of people, Prophet will intercede and say, oh Allah, enter these people into paradise and don't even call them to account and they're immediately entered in. The third type of shafa'ah intercession is to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to not punish people who were deserving of punishment, believers whose sins outweighed their good deeds. And the Prophet will intercede and say, oh Allah, do not punish them, and they will be granted forgiveness through the shafa'ah. The fourth is taking people who are already in the fire due to their sins and removing them from the fire. 
And the fifth is people who are deserving of paradise. They're already entered into paradise. And once someone enters into paradise, they're not worried. They're in a state of safety. They might be in the seventh level. They might be in one of the lower levels, whatever it may be. And none of those levels are low in reality. But then the Prophet says, oh, Allah, give him a higher level. And Allah will grant them an even higher level in paradise. And the Prophet the first two are designated only for him. The other types of shafa'a, other prophets and other righteous people will be given degrees of those shafa'a as well. So we have to think about where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed us and who our imam is. And the honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has granted, continues to grant, and will grant him sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam for all of us to see and witness. And then that should motivate within us the desire to follow him, to love him, to seek these higher levels of value and meaning and worth with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not in a dunyawi sense. And that gives us the strength to overcome the deception of the shaitan and the inclinations of the nafs so that we always place the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam before us in everything that we do. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all tawfiq. Wallahu yaqulu wa qawluhu al-haqul mubeen. وَإِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنصِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ وَقَالَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ أَشِدَّاءُ عَلَى الْكُفَّارِ رُحَمَاءُ بَيْنَهُمْ تراهم ركعا سجدا يبتغون فضلا من الله ورضوانا سيماهم في وجوههم من أثر السجود ذلك مثلهم في التوراة ومثلهم في الإنجيل كزرع أخرج شطأه فآزره فاستغلظ فاستوى على سوقه يعجب الزراع ليغيظ بهم الكفار وعد الله الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات منهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما. The translation of this verse is Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Absolute statement. Absolute truth. This is one of the keys, one half of the key to enter paradise. Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and those with him are firm with the disbelievers. What does that mean? That they are firm upon the truth. When the disbeliever comes and says, let me pay you to turn your back on the Muslims and lie and cheat. Let me give you some of the dunya so that you leave a little bit of the way of your Prophet Sallallahu They're firm. You want me to leave? The one who will be carrying the banner of praise for you, for your little less than a wing of a gnat. I'm going to always be with the Prophet Sallallahu And those that are with him are compassionate with one another. You see them bowing and prostrating in prayer, seeking Allah's bounty and pleasure. The sign of brightness can be seen on their faces from the trace of prostrating in prayer. This is their description in the Torah. And their parable in the gospel is that of a seed that sprouts its tiny branches, making it strong. Then it becomes thick, standing firmly on its stem 
to the delight of the planters. In this way, Allah makes the believers a source of dismay for the disbelievers because they fail. They want to take people away from Allah and the believers continue to grow strong in their connection to Allah and His Messenger. To those of them who believe and do good, Allah has promised forgiveness and a great reward. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim wa nafa'na bima fihi min al-ayati wa al-dhikr al-hakim wa ajarana min khizzihi wa adhabihi al-alim aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah al-Azim li wa lakum wa li walidina wa li jami' al-Muslimin fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur al-Rahim Seek Allah's forgiveness. Indeed, He is forgiving and merciful. إن الحمد لله حمدا يليق بجلال وجهه وعظيم سلطانه ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله As the great Imam says كرر ذكر وصف محمد Continuously mention Muhammad and his description and his rank and his life and his words so that what? We can remove the rust and the cover from our hearts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove the veils. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to see truth as truth and grant us the tawfiq to follow it in every situation. And may Allah show us falsehood as falsehood and allow us the tawfiq to avoid it in all situations. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, wa ya Akram al-Akrameen, wa akthiru min al-salati wa salami ala al-bashir al-nadhir al-siraj al-munir, Sayyidina Muhammadin, fa inna allaha amarakum bi amrin bada'a fihi bi nafsih, wa thanna bil malaikati al-musabbihati bi qudsih, wa ayaha bil mu'minina ta'mima, فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا المصطفى محمد وعلى الخليفة من بعده المختار وصاحبه وأنيسه في الغار مؤازر رسول الله في حالي الساعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى من نشر العدل في الآفاق فاشتهر الذي رفع الله له القدر فيما أنزل على خير البشر حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه وعلى الناصح لله في السر والإعلان من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن محيي الليالي بتلاوة القرآن ذي النورين أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخ النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة 
وعلى أمهما الحورى فاطمة البتول الزهرى وخديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وأمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزة والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وأهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما يا أرحم الراحمين عباد الله إن الله أمر بثلاث ونهى عن ثلاث إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر